Coming up this week, wake up girls. Mm-hmm. The kid that you've wiped its ass is then t- <laughs> coming, like telling you about yourself. Blood isn't thicker than shit, darling. What about parents cutting the kids off? I, Some well, of your kids are shit. The overdraft is empty <laughs> and the bank is coming to collect the exactly. goods. Exactly. Do you like it? We always turn things back <laughs> right. around. Joel always leaves going, I think I'm the problem. Am I the drama? <laughs> I'm not a cutter. But bitches out here be cutting. <laughs> my followers are ready to yeah. cut a bitch. That's not my bag, you know. Yes. What they... do you know about bags? <laughs> <laughs> bitch. You are listening to the Son of a Bitch podcast. With your hosts, Christina Lennon and Joel Mignot. What are we drinking this week as if I need to ask? Yes, do I need this two is an espresso martini. Oh, it's got quite a kick. Yeah, it's got quite a <laughs> kick and a big shot of coffee, so... Batten down my hatches. Yeah, I might be running to the toilet in a minute, bloody hell. <laughs> coffee goes straight through. Oh, too much information, Joel. Wow. That's me. So, someone commented this week mm-hmm. on our family and how close we all are, which I thought was quite That's sweet. very nice. Yeah. Do. do you think we're close? Do you see that? Do, have you heard that before? Because it's something I've heard a couple of times. Yeah. I think as a family, we have a lot of commonality. Mm. We have a lot of similar interests. Like, we're all very creative. Mm-hmm. We all love to laugh. Maybe we, we use banter and laughter <laughs> too much in our family. And, yeah, mm. like, we do love to communicate. Um, obviously, there's things that need to improve. But with all families, we, we are an unconventional family in a way, aren't we? Do you think? We all come from like broken homes, but like we've come We from... all come, I don't. You don't, <laughs> sorry, you don't come from I just broke home. the home. You broke, you did the breaking girl. <laughs> the three of us, but we all, we come from different fathers. We and put I, the fun in dysfunction. We put the fun in bloody dysfunction. <laughs> like I have so many memories, fond memories growing up of just having fun. Yeah. Like, we were silly kids. Oh, my God. Silly. silly. It's, yeah. I remember, oh, God, there's so many times, when Leah painted you from head to dirt toe in yeah. blue poster paint. Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting up on the morning and just found finding Joel in bed looking like a smurf. Looking literally, like a cookie monster. Yeah, literally <laughs> covered you from head to toe. So I bathed you. It just wouldn't come off. Oh, my God. I had to take you to nursery with, like, a blue hue. And then the next day... Were people thinking I was ill? Like it, no, because it was definitely blue. You looked like a smurf. And then the next day, she painted you red. Oh like, the next God. morning, I woke up and you were red. And it was like, oh, my God. She, to be fair, she just used to do loads of things to you. Yeah. She made... Because I have a really bad gag reflex. And, I d- like, potty training them, I used to buy cheap pants. Mm. And then if... They, like, made a mess in their trousers, in their pants. I would make them get into the bath, take the pants off, flush them down the toilet, and I'd just hose them down, like... <laughs> From afar, Yeah. <laughs> no, I, re- but, I remember. And Leah made poo out of plasticine and would put it in your <laughs> bloody pants and send you down <laughs> to get me retching. Yeah, we were silly kids. Like, mm. I remember bloody... Weren't there a time where she put loads of underwear on me? Like yeah. every piece of underwear we could find yeah. in the house. It was when my niece Mary lived with us for yeah. a while. She was at Leeds Uni and you came down, Mum, I've got 20 pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think, like, you know, as I say, 
we might have had our hard times, but we've always had fun, always. And we're all jokers. We all play pranks on each other and just yeah. generally have a laugh. And to me, even in my therapy, mm. I bring humour into my therapy because it's... To? Humor is healing. It really is. Yes. Humor is healing. Mm-hmm. But is, I just had a memory that popped up into my head of me mm. kicking Nana. Oh God! In the shin. She was a very ferocious lady. She was fierce. Irish, Irish. from Limerick. <laughs> yeah, Irish. Irish explains it all. And yeah. she was fierce. Nobody messed with her. No. But yeah, you. I messed with her, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> She never did it again. <laughs> she, she, I remember she was chasing me round the table. Like, you're driving me up the wall. <laughs> and I was like, ah! And turned around and kicked her in the shin. I was like, bitch. And you are not a violent No, I'm not, well, I was a violent child. <laughs> no, I was just, I was a crazy kid. You were, you were colourful. Colourful character. Definitely. But yeah, my mum was... My <laughs> What's mom was, that code name for? Colourful? Colourful, I don't know. It's just what my mum used to call people that were a bit uh, crazy. Do lally. Yeah, co- um. colourful. But yeah, she was so fierce. I always remember when I was a kid, she being at a bus stop and somebody dropped a letter and I just thought, oh my God, no, mm. please no. And there were all teenagers older than me. I was like young teen. They were all teenagers she turned around and she was like, you pick that up. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, shake. They all picked it up. The ground swallowed. Yeah. The, they picked it up. And she, she won Scott. Yeah. Someone tried to mug her and she was like, and I was like, oh my <laughs> God, mum, what did you do? She was like, I beat them with my bags. Like, okay. I feel like that is did. their generation though. Yeah. Like, they would fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, what are they called? The silent generation? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not up on my generations. Well, your generation X on it. And Am I? Generation Z. Like X-Men. Mm, <laughs> if that's what you want to call your generation. <laughs> I wouldn't call them that. But... <laughs> I, I think all Irish, they love the stories. They love the stories. Mm. They embellish the truth. Um, I remember my uncle Michael said that he, um, he used to tell the story about going fishing at Roundy Park and mm. he caught a fish so big that the level of the water went down <laughs> <laughs> and that was just typical like typical Irish yeah. people it's, yeah but you have the crack yeah they've got crack mm-hmm. stale crack <laughs> <laughs> so this week mm. we are going to talk about families families and mm. family structures in particular mm. what makes a family structure positive and what can make a family structure negative and when is it time to remove yourself from those situations? What do you see as a positive, happy family? Obviously, no family's perfect. Like, we've all had our dramas, mm-hmm. whatever. But there's there's that underthread of love and understanding. Mm-hmm. And there's space to be able to grow at your own pace. That, for me, is healthy. Mm. I think when you can come together and you can enjoy each other and not feel like you're pressured to change or you, you feel you're not leaving feeling heavy hearted, then that is a positive family structure. Mm. Uh, it's not always going to be perfect, though. No. I mean, I just take it for granted that most families are happy and yeah. most families want to see each other. But it's really not the case. Not many people have that positive 
sort of family unit. I've got mm. loads of friends where I'm like, what? Who raised y'all? How, how are y'all together? Oh, I've got families where I'm like, wow, that looks like a traditional. <laughs> it looks like. I, that's the thing. It looks like. I remember growing up, especially like I used to go to some friends' houses and I'd be like craving what they have as mm. i.e. the traditional setup, like the nice house. The father was still there. The mother mm. was still together. Like they were married. They had multiple siblings, like all these things. Mm. I used to think, oh, I, I really wish that I had that. But as I've grown with these people, I've seen quirks to their family where I'm like, ooh, mm. that's not what I've got. And maybe mm. that's not what I want. Yeah. And maybe I'm glad that it's happened the way it has because mm. I see the things you're struggling with. I feel like when you get into a more traditional you know, family setting, things are as easy, like easily said. Like you, you from from what I've seen, mm. I think there's a lot of um, pressure to conform to what the patriarch or matriarch wants the family to be. They want the kid to be a doctor, or they want the kid to be straight, or they want the kid to be however. Mm. But the kid is rebelling. Yeah, the kid wants to be who they want to be. It's difficult. I mean, you are, as a parent, you look at your child's life and you have that projection of not necessarily how you want it to be, but how mm. you think it's going or whatever yeah. else. And then when it doesn't go that way, it's like, oh, there's some adjustments to be done. Yeah. Um, but some parents, I suppose, have a very clear view of where they want their kids to go and what yeah. they want their kids to do. Sometimes now I don't even know what I want to do. <laughs> so I would never expect somebody leaving school or even at school. It seems crazy to me that people have to like, decide what they want to do at school. If you look at it, a child, you know, wants to be able to please their parent in some way, shape or form. Mm. Why didn't and... you then? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> but do you, do you hear what I'm saying? A child is a naturally explorative being. Mm. And, you know, I think parents can put their insecurities onto a kid and then they can make their kid be embarrassed of who their true self is. Mm. And I think that comes up later in life where they do rebel mm. from what they were imprinted. Most of a person's development is done, is sort of up to seven years of age, yeah. you know, under seven years of age, children are very amiable, pliable, yeah. you know. So after that, it's less. I, being a therapist, I have got to say the number one cause I see for anxiety and a lot of traumas yeah. is parents. Yeah, for sure. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a terrible or a bad parent mm. neglecting their child. Sometimes it's the overcautious, overprotective yes. parent. And that doesn't get spoken on enough. No. They, I think there's a few people have said there's there's a level of neglect that child needs. Yes. You know? I agree. I always say everything in life is about balance. For sure. 
you know, whatever you're doing, it's not good to be at either end of the scale. If you do too much for your kids, yeah. they end up pathetic, not being able to do anything for themselves, like you guys. And <laughs> if, Let me get a drink. <laughs> if you completely neglect your children, then there's other issues. Yeah. But there is a level of neglect that you need to do to enable that child to grow, develop, to form friendships, to fail and everything else. I think, to me, when there's a lot of drama in the family unit, it's a sign of emotionally immature parents. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. When you as a child have to be that person that is, you feel like sometimes maybe you're more mature than one parent mm. or maybe both. Mm-hmm. That is a hard position for that kid to be in. Mm. And it's like, where do you even go from that? I think, I mean, me, I was a young parent mm. and obviously, you know, now I'm a lot more developed than I was back then. Yeah, for sure. Um, some parents don't ever emotionally develop. They yeah. might look like an adult, yeah, but emotionally they don't develop. They've never put any time into personal development. Mm. But absolutely, there's been times where I've kind of leaned on you guys a bit yeah. for support and things like that, which looking back now is probably wasn't the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not really it wasn't something that i realized was even or could even be damaging or anything else and i think that brings me on to one of my rants i'm running real early here here (laughs) i'm seeing it on tiktok yeah all the time and not just tiktok other platforms as well there's Mm -hmm. all these therapists gurus coming out and i'm seeing this theme firstly they're labeling everybody Everybody's ex is a narcissist. Everybody's parent <laughs> is a narcissist. But then they're identifying behaviours. Um, you know, anybody that's on TikTok will be scrolling through videos and then you come across this video and you're like, your mother did this and she did this. This means she's a narcissist. And they're like, oh my God, that's my mother. And it's like, your mother's not a narcissist. It's She was just ill-equipped at that time or yes. a poor coping mechanism. or mm-hmm. And there's no... I mean, there is complete narcissism, yeah. and then there's, you know, Mother People Teresa are as well <laughs> on the other end of the scale. But every one of us, you will have a narcissistic moment. Oh, I for will, sure. you know. We're all well-rounded individuals with personalities, mm-hmm. and we all are open to like yeah. failing sometimes and mm. learning. But I think you know the important thing is to be able to like recognize when a family member is causing harm. All these therapists online are starting to identify behaviours and saying these people are vile, they're narcissistic, mm. they're this, they're that. And it's just not right. It's not yeah. It's not correct. And then you get people that are, you know, if you if you do this, you're ADHD, you might have autism, you might, and it's like, or... You're uh, they're just labeling everybody. Mm. You're an introvert, an extrovert, and it's nobody is one of these things. You suffer with anxiety disorder. You might have a moment of anxiety. Yeah. We all do now and again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have a disorder. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about when I studied psychology, you read everything and you instantly think, I am I'm schizophrenic. 
I'm ADHD. Um, (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm. You think you're everything. And because all these therapists are putting all this content online, everybody's reading it and like, that's me, I must be this. They label themselves, they put themselves in a box and they act as though. Right. And they start to, it's then an excuse to be like that. Mm -hmm. I behave like this because I'm an introvert. Yeah, so it's it's self-diagnosing yourself and then embodying that self-diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying, this is me. An introvert is somebody that just doesn't hasn't developed communication skills. Mm-hmm. So when they go into a show, social event, they find it very difficult. They find it very dra- draining, dealing with all the negative thoughts yeah. in their head. And they think, oh my God, it's exhausting. Therefore, I'm an introvert. If they developed communication skills, they'd start to enjoy yeah. it. They'd get energy from it and they'd become an extrovert. But it's labels. So you're, would you say that these people, these family members that, you know, are probably narcissists, Mm-hmm. They might not have been self-diagnosing themselves, but they the th- behave like that and they're stuck in that path. No, a narcissist, mm. the, the true sense of a narcissist, they have no sort of idea of their negative self. Yeah. That is the true definition of a narcissist. They do not see them as the problem. Right. So anybody that goes to therapy for a start, immediately eliminates them from being a narcissist Mm -hmm. because that would say that I am trying to do something about it. A narcissist will blame the other person. It's always the other person's fault. Yeah. So... I think I know a couple of that. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) So they don't self-diagnose. But people were all on the scale of narcissism. Yeah, for sh- everything is a spectrum. Mm, yeah. For sure. Mm. And we can all display mm. terrible and amazing characteristics. And we can all do better. We can all and do we can better. all probably do worse. In the family unit then, if we can't self-diagnose people, <laughs> what are the actual like red flags that we should be looking out for? Like can we can we be able to, can we see when somebody is being bad for us? So f- there's something that worried me there that you were, that you said there's, that we should be looking out for. For a start, you shouldn't be looking out for it. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it will become apparent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you, that's it. if you're looking out for it, you'll find it. Yeah. That's Do you know true. what I mean? That's very so true. you shouldn't be looking out for it. But I think when you start to realize that somebody is toxic is when they start to affect you in a negative way, you start to feel less than in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, your self-image, you question yourself. We've all been in those situations where we go to somebody with a hope, a dream, an idea, and we're like, oh, my God, something that you're really excited about. Mm -hmm. And then that person's like, oh, God. I don't think you should do that. Or, oh, have you thought about this? And you yeah. thought about that? And then you're like, oh my, and they drain you. People drain. It doesn't mean they're toxic. Mm. And it doesn't mean their relationship's toxic. They might be an anxious person. They might be overcautious. Okay. They might be trying to protect you. Yeah. So you can't just go, you are toxic because you suck the life out of me. It's their warped reality. It's their reality. Warped. <laughs> It's 
they, you know, maybe that person is a mother, for instance. Yes. Maybe you come to me and you're like, oh, my mum, I want to go down to London mm -hmm. and become a model like you did, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'd be like, oh, Joel, you know, you need to be really careful. Though, you know, you could get ripped off. Mm. There's a lot of dangerous people down there. Da, yeah. da, da. And then you leave like, oh, does that mean that I'm a narcissist? I'm toxic and that you should never see me again. Let me ask you this. Do you ever think it's appropriate to cut people off that are family members? <sighs> That's your generation. You always want to cancel. I... Oh, you can cancel your own frigging mother nowadays, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Jesus It Christ. is our generation because do you know what? We don't put up with shit. We do not put up with shit. Your you generation obviously. would happily bloody throw everything under the rug. I think the cats, again, the dogs, the everything under the rug. There is a scale. Tell and me the scale. I think, say for instance, in the older generation, mm. I'm not going to say mine. They would <laughs> generation you know, X. They would happily, you know, have the paedophiles in oh. the family and not do anything. Yes. They would, you know, there's a lot went on that was just children should be seen not heard yeah, there was you know beatings chimney kids went up chimneys etc etc is that your generation no. <laughs> i got this town on holiday honey. Oh chimney sweeping <laughs> not my i said the older generation <laughs> that's not good no but then we shouldn't be so disposable you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, but where does that line get drawn? That's the question. Yeah. As I say, I think as I, my generation or the generation older than me, mm. they accepted far too much, you know. Way too much. Your generation. So, like, with your family, you don't get another brother, a sister, a mother yeah. or a dad. You only have one. Yeah. Yep, I hear that. And you can't get rid of them. They might be toxic, they may be awful, mm. they may be in prison a murderer. They are still your dad, your mother, your sister, your, your brother. brother yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you only have one, which... So there's more of an, an investment there mm. to correct that. Yeah. And it depends on who's what the damage is, who's willing to, collect, to correct. Because... Mm. As a child, you have a different relationship with your child. You're more the authoritative kind of yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And your child believe, happily believes everything you say. Mm -hmm. And that is all they know because they're developing their brain and yeah, you're like sure. God. Yeah, for sure. I think as a kid, you definitely think there's, there's the, my parent is the be all and end all but then mm. there comes to a stage where you actually see your parent for who they are and that's just a human that has insecurities that is sensitive that has all these issues that they bring <laughs> no but this is this Let is what, out, Joel. no this is what every child mm. they see the parent for mm. a human being yeah yeah a real person things change yeah. like as bringing up children at first you know they mm. believe everything you say yeah for sure everything then they start school and little they come home and like jack said you can get cancer from monster munch or something mm -hmm. you're like what the and you see <laughs> other people starting to have an, an effect, influence yeah. on them 
And then they start, and so it's constantly shifting the power, yeah. you know, and then eventually your children start to become intelligent and learn things yeah. on their own. And sometimes they become more intelligent, not often, <laughs> than, <laughs> than you. Give me a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, so it's like technology, that's not my bag, you know? Yeah, so know. that's probably, that was probably the first what thing. What do you know about bags? <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's but that's something that say for instance you had to take over yeah because i'm rubbish at technology yeah for sure so at some point you became better at me than yeah. something there the power starts to shift and that's where the friction comes because you can imagine if you have a child that becomes emotionally more mature than you Mm. And you as a parent are blinded by the effects that you're having on your kids in a negative manner by maybe being, you know, self-involved, mm. emotionally unavailable, detached, whatever it may be. Mm. You know, if you're not recognizing that you're having this cause and effect on me, mm. then what? where am I supposed to be as a, a child? Mm. Am I supposed to move away and distance myself and protect my energy? And, mm. you know, make sure I'm not hurt? Or do I constantly put myself in your energy and, you know, bend over backwards to your needs when mine aren't being met? Mm. Like, where, like, I think what you're trying to say is maybe it's never appropriate to cut people off, but at the same time, like, you can, in my opinion, you can distance people. And didn't say you should never cut people yeah. off. However, I said it's a scale, mm -hmm. you know, and I think your generation are too ready to cut people off yeah. because they see people as vile, damaging, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. When that person is just ill-equipped to deal with the situation, yeah, they just have poor coping mechanisms, whatever else. I used to suffer severe anger, yeah, you know, because of what I'd been through. Mm -hmm. You know, my mum was quite angry, but then abuse I'd had, mm -hmm. and that was. To me, that was a, an appropriate way of dealing with things. When it became apparent to me that wasn't, then I worked on myself to move away from that. But you went from being unconscious in your actions mm. to being conscious. Yeah. And that had a lasting effect on how you operated as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... It, Everybody's personal development, it starts with awareness. You yes. become aware of the self. Wake up, girls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you're aware of the unconscious bias in your life, yeah. the, your unconscious behaviours, how you respond in the world that yeah. has been programmed for an early, from an early age, which yeah. is very often from your parents. Yeah, your nature and your nurture. And when you become aware of that, then you can decide to regulate that mm. and it's not easy always regulating oh, no. it and Gross and as well bad. accepting that you have been such yes means you have to accept you have made mistakes and that's a terrifying and hard for a lot of people especially mm. i can imagine as a parent maybe having to do that to a child of yours. Exactly. The kid that you've wiped its ass is then coming, <laughs> like telling you about yourself. Like, excuse me, that's difficult. Yeah, that is difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like you say, when should you cut somebody off? 
How about when you were shitting yourself when you were little and <laughs> keeping me up all kicking, night? Pe- if, kicking your mum in the shin. Yeah. <laughs> so supposing I decide that that was my time to cut you off. But you, you... <laughs> Chores, or maybe not chores. (laughs) I did not choose, honey. You accidentally had me. (laughs) But yeah, like people, I think when you have a kid, there's, you know, there's a level of care that Mm. you have to give that kid. With your parents, they give you life. Yes. There's got to be some credits there for a start. There's got to be a lot more credits than other people have. Do you know what I mean? I agree, but... So, but... Blood blood isn't thicker than shit, darling. (laughs) Like, if I'm being thrown shit at me, I'm like, dip and dab out the way. I I agree. There's not... I'm not saying you never, ever cut anybody off. But first of all, they've got big credits. Yeah, you they know. do. If, if, if they raised you well. <laughs> if they even raised yeah, you for a start. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, there's a lot of parents that had the kid, then turn up 20 years later and they start throwing shit. They've got no, they've got, they've got no overdraft no, to bitch. dip into. Do you know what I mean? The overdraft is empty <laughs> and the bank is coming to collect the goods. Exactly. <laughs> they've got no credit. So, you know, that yes. you're not going to stand for that. A parent that raised you mm-hmm. and tried the best, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe sure. made some, you know, changes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't terrible. As I say, as as a therapist, the one thing that damages children are their parents. And whether it's good or bad, yeah. it's not that the parent was terrible, but... Which parent would you say damages you, from what you know? Because it's always the mother... Yeah. Because the mother is the one that's around the most. They are the provider. They, well, they're, they're emotional provider. Mo- in most yeah, scenarios. In most scenarios. So very often, you know, I mean, there are mothers that walk out, but the, the ratio is yeah. mainly the mother is the one that stays around. Yeah. Single parent families. There are dads. You know, single parent families. Bless them. But there's more Mm mums. So obviously the mum is the one doing all the work, dealing with everything. And so they're the one that, if there's damage to be done, they're going to be the ones doing it. Yeah, I hear you. Um, And as I say, it's it's not always that they have neglected the child, that they've been horrible to the child. Maybe they have been rich and they've given their child everything because they had nothing as a child. And they've smothered the child. They've... And that's just as damaging. I hear you. I asked my audience when it is okay to cut family members out of your life. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I had a, I know. I have a, I had a colourful response. Mm. People feel strongly on this subject. And maybe it is my audience. Mm-hmm. But actually, in saying that, there was there was some older people commenting as well. Mm. A lot of older people had got rid of people. Well, I think older people, our damage was not my mum didn't buy me trainers. It it was probably, it was like the serious crap. I'm sure (laughs) I had somebody reply and said, when they start moving mad, snip, snip, bitch. Another one in the casket. (laughs) (laughs) Mum, do you know what moving mad means? Moving mad? Yeah. It means that they're being a bit crazy. No? <laughs> yeah, I All mean, right. I guess so. Yeah. Moving mad is to j- suggest 
that yourself or someone else is acting out of character or doing something untoward? Well, if they're doing out something out of untoward, there's a reason for that. Yes, there is. Mm. And this is the thing, you know, a lot of hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like, you are leaking your insecurities and your traumas onto your family members. Mm. And is it for them to put up with that shit? No. No, I don't think so. It's not. I mean, I always advise when um, I've had clients, obviously I deal with clients with anxiety, and they, a lot of them pick up anxieties from their parents because they're picking up the internal dialogue you have in your head is a lot of the stuff I used to say as a child, uh, uh, to you as a child. So when a parent is anxious and they're like, oh my God, be careful, don't do this, don't do that, you might get hurt, you might do, that is, or when a parent is highly critical, you know, oh, why are you doing that? You shouldn't have said that, you shouldn't have done this. Why are you doing that? That is a dialogue you then carry about in your head. So when you go, you know, you get away from your parent finally, you go through therapy mm-hmm. and you're like, praise Jesus, I'm feeling okay. And then you go back to your parents. Triggered. Central. You hear the shite again. <laughs> yes. And it's it can trigger you again. Yeah, for sure. There's things you can do to negate that. Again, you don't have to cut them off. You can spend less time. You can make sure that you are emotionally strong going into the situation. Yeah. So make your, make sure you're, you know, feeling good, you've slept well, in yeah. your case, you've eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some food. It, it make sure that you, you've full resources, you know. Yeah, don't be going on empty batteries <laughs> because she's not Yeah, they're going to drain you. They're going to drain you. And don't take your hopes and your dreams to them because yeah. they're going to dash them. They you, will stamp that flame yeah, out. So you control the conversation more. Yeah. You ask them what they're doing. You talk about something but they're interested do, in. Do you see how somebody in that situation looks at that and thinks, especially a younger person, and thinks, why do I have to be the more mature person in this situation? Why, why am I... Like, you could be resentful for your parents not being able to see mm. their... Um, issues and the effects they have on other people when a parent's anxious for instance is that really the parent's fault i mean could you it depends how much you've done every every situation has its own merits you know it's like have you spoke to the parent about the anxiety have they tried to do something about it have they you know Mm. there's lots that can be done uh is the parent willing to do it are you too scared to approach it? it yeah there's so much there that can be worked on. Another audience member asked me, which I think this is a good point. Oh, this is a statement. <laughs> this okay. is a statement. Being a parent does not exempt you from respecting boundaries or being considerate. If you put a boundary in place, it's up for you to maintain that boundary. This is a point I have to make. People cannot read your mind. Mm. You cannot ex- expect, because you've been on this healing journey, a parent can now read your mind. I love that when you kids go do your therapy and come back like, oh, I'm <laughs> It's like, oh. Listen up, bitch. Things are going to change around here. <laughs> yeah. It's for you to maintain your boundaries. Yeah. So if you come to... So if I'm a parent that loves drama, 
Yeah. Yes. And I love being in everybody's business and that drains you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you come to my house, you would say, you know, it really drains me when you're going about drama. Can you yeah. not do that, please? Otherwise, you, you, that's what you'd say the first time. Second time, if I don't respect that boundary, can you stop doing that? Otherwise, I'm going to leave. Third time, as soon as I say it, you walk out the door. I mean, yeah. And the, the parent will learn the boundary. Yeah. If I continue to talk about it and you haven't enforced the boundary, mm -hmm. maybe I forgot and people don't remember and it's difficult for them to adjust their behaviour like that. Yeah, I agree. Just you've said, I, like, I don't like some of the things you do. You still do them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it, so what do I do? Yeah. Are you not respecting my boundaries? No, I I think you, you forget. Can't, you can't expect people to be perfectly mm -hmm. consistent, but it's like they need to respect your wishes. Mm. So if it continues to be the same, then yeah, mm. you have all right to remove yeah. yourself from that but situation. Boundaries are very, very important. Setting the boundaries, but when you set a boundary, you are responsible for maintaining it. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way of maintaining it. And in those situations, as an adult child of a parent, you can remove yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be permanent. It doesn't have to be that you don't go there. It can be that you're sat talking to your mother, your father, your grandmother, yeah. your brother, your sister. When they do a behaviour you don't like, you can take yourself to the next room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can say, stop, I don't want to hear that. I think the thing is, though, a lot of these things, like a lot of the issues people go to therapy to get through take so much energy to conquer. Mm, they it take does. a lot of resources to like really get through it. Mm. And you have to be a very strong and brave person to then face those fears in person and try and communicate your feelings to these people family, friends, whoever it is, mm. it's it's emotionally taxing. Mm. And n a lot of your generation would just brush something like that off. Like, don't be silly. There's so many mothers that are very selfish in their desires. Like, so many mothers that have kids for selfish reasons. So many fathers as well. Like, there's parents that just put themselves before raising a family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, however, as I say, it's difficult for a parent to accept their wrongdoings because mm. they can't go back and change it. No, they can't. And there's guilt and horrible feelings that they may be feeling guilty already, but then when yeah. your kid comes back and says, this damaged me, you're like, shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's horrible for mm. a, a caring person which you'd hope your parent was, yeah, sure. to hear and then accept that you have done that. And that's why if they're not doing it to you anymore, then the best thing probably is for it to just be brushed under the carpet. Mm. You know, like, I don't know if I smacked the shit out of you when you were a kid, but I weren't, wasn't doing it anymore. Yeah. Is there a need to bring it up? And Well, I, I know from my personal experience, like, there is times when you do need to distance yourself from people and it's like mm. there's an expectation with everything every interaction has an expectation mm -hmm. and whether you're meeting that for your family member or whoever that person may be in your life um 
they may, I think for me, I ha I've had to distance myself and detract that emotional want to please or impress somebody. Like they can take me at the face value that I'm giving them and I'm not waiting for them to, you know, look at me and wait for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But still, I think distance is very different from cut. That's the thing. Mm. I'm not a cutter, but bitches out here be cutting. <laughs> and I don't, My I followers don't... are ready to yeah. cut a bitch. I, <laughs> I don't think it's fair in mm. a lot of circumstances. Yeah. These these parents that are probably being cut off don't know why they've been cut off. They haven't got yeah. the emotional intelligence. Who 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 teaches you that at school? Not at your school. No. Well, the maybe did they at yours? I think we went to the same school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, generationally, I don't think... Not at all. I think a lot is changing, though, no. through TikTok, through all these things. But this is what you were ranting about. People are being, in my generation, I feel like they're being awoken consciously. Yes. And this is what I'm saying. I think for me, consciously, you can pick up a book and you can read it, mm -hmm. but you need to go into that with... You need to be solution-oriented, Mm. It's like this is not the blame game. I was gonna say that is most people will just look for to apportion blame yeah. where there is not blame because even the worst parent there is a reason why yeah. you know or the worst brother victims. or the worst sister there is probably a reason why they are behaving like yeah. that and un unhappy people make other people unhappy yeah. you know. That vibration is, mm. it spreads like wildfire. Mm. Negative energy spreads and clings on to the nearest person. It's with me, I can see a Facebook status, I can see someone's pain straight away. Yeah. I can read people so easily. Mm -hmm. They, it can be a positive status about how well they're doing. Yes. I can see the scared little boy that is desperately trying. To, you be, know, they're like impressive or yeah. whatever. And, and it's seen. like, wow, Bitch. your daddy really hurt you. Or, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that is so real, mm. mum. Like, yeah. there's so many people. I, I think when you've been on that journey of self discovery, you just see those people being used by their own traumas and their own mm -hmm. complexes. Mm. It's like, I see that you're doing that because you feel like this. And when you become like that, you become more compassionate because yeah. you somebody's angry with you and you think, oh, wow, mm -hmm. they must be dealing with something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you feel more compassion for them. Yeah. So, but it's, when it's in your own family, for people to change, they've got to be willing to change. That's it. Not many people are. You can change yourself. You can't change the other person. You can yeah. talk to them. You can suggest. And you can't cut people off unless you've had that talk, unless... And on, I know it's difficult for some unless people. Unless they want to cut you off as the family member. Mm. Like, sometimes it's not even your fault. It might be your sexuality that makes them think, I'm not I'm mm. not speaking to them. Then that's not your fault. Yeah. And then that's when I agree, like, okay, you need to move away. Mm. But I do agree with pure healing, true healing. It's about being resistant and being open and not being too overbearing and judgmental of their fractured selves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to just... And there's a lot of self-healing in forgiveness. Mm. 
you know, despite what somebody's done for you to you and despite how they still are, if you forgive them, you don't forgive them for them. You yeah. forgive them for yourself. You know, and this is the thing. Resentment is the silent killer of all family structures. Mm. Like, if you are not communicating with your family, then yeah, things will break down. Like, there's structures to it, isn't there? There's levels to how a family can break down. Like, there's mm. what is it level? So, well, level. So, level one mm. is as a as a family grows. Level one is that you accept your siblings yeah. as they grow mm -hmm. you know you all grow in slightly different directions which can lead to you being massively world apart yeah in lots of different ways mm -hmm. but you were brought up together you cut from the same cloth yeah. so you accept each other yeah but then there's the next level is you both get partners yeah. does your sibling accept your partner you know That's that can true. be another element that's not great yeah you know if you get past that level you know <laughs> we're like oh okay this is good then you've got both of you get a partner mm -hmm. do they get on yeah you know if they get on you know you can have your family holidays and everything yeah. and everything's great you know so there's, there's so many levels there's a and lot then of there's variables within yeah. that and that can knock you off of your exactly you know... and then kids come along yeah. You both have kids. Yeah. Maybe one family will raise their kids as they were raised. Yes. You know? And, they and then the other. Yeah. And then the other family raises, thinks, no, actually, I don't want to raise my kids like this because mm -hmm. this was wrong or I can do better. Yeah. They raise their kids in different ways. And then you end up having kids that are completely, completely worlds apart. Yeah. And that's the family then just starts to get disbanded. I think as well when a parent passes. And then mm. it's the kids left with all of that. Yeah. Like that can bring up all kinds of, you know, mm. friction. Mm. There's so many variables. So I think for me, that is something like being close with my siblings is something that I want to maintain throughout my life. Mm. Even if it means that I have to hush my gums <laughs> and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Because yeah, we all have opinions. Mm. But do our opinions need to be heard all the time? Probably not. No. And who's to say you're right about the way you live and, no, you know? Because maybe we're right in our heads. Yeah. It's good <laughs> for you. It's is... not necessarily good yeah. for them, who and they that, are. That is a bit of pill to swallow as well. Like, mm. just swallowing your pride and just hushing your gums mm. is not always easy. And I think as, as, a, as a mother... You see your kids growing up. You can see that there's starting to be differences. And it is a worry for you. Yeah. My mum always said that she didn't want any of us to fall out mm -hmm. or anything like that. And it's it's difficult. You want your kids to be close, mm. to be... You know, I suppose a mother's dream is still going on fam family holidays yeah. and all the different families coming together and and for the kids that's probably an absolute freaking nightmare mm. <laughs> like oh god we've got to spend a week yeah. with those reprobates again or something <laughs> do you know what i mean because they're so different to you yeah but it's it's it is a difficult one as you your kids get older as a mother now how do you do you you don't get involved in any of the family dramas or disputes. Um, oh, don't you, I? I feel like, have you ever? <laughs> I 
I, I, we, I don't think, have we argued really that much, that crazily? I've kind so. of left you, generally I leave you to argue things out yeah. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, there's learning in that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I can't, I'm not going to jump in and save you all the time. No. You know, as kids, if you were knocking jots out of each other, then oh, I'd. Yeah, and that happened put, to you. Yeah, then I'd, <laughs> I'd throw in a hammer to see you going. I'd put a stop to it if it got too far. Yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, for if, sure. If I thought you were being really out of order, I'd be like, Joel. Yeah, for you sure. You know, have a look at yourself or something. Mm-hmm. But. No, otherwise I am not going to get involved yep. in your arguments. And Jesus Christ, you'd be well. Oh, yeah, we'd be I that. mean, you, you don't, you guys don't argue. No, we don't really argue that a much. great deal. I think we definitely have our differences, but are they worth falling out over? I don't think you have, so. You have the Jesus Christ, I've made dinner. Why aren't you eating it? Or who's eating yeah, that? Yeah. Or you I'm know, but ate my food. I think Leah this morning was like. Joel's in the bathroom. I was like, use the downstairs, Lou. I don't yeah. like going downstairs. Like, <laughs> that kind of thing, which is acceptable in any situation. But to me, the family unit is all about acceptance. Yeah. You know, as those kids grow, get older, take the different paths, it's as a mother accepting who they want to be yeah. and their chosen path and that. You know, my idea of success, yours, Leah's, Tallulah's, might all be different. Yes. You know, and, and happiness. Who they want to love might be different. Whatever they want yeah. to do might be different. Like, yeah. you just have to let them get on with it. Yeah. As long as they're not really harming themselves or anybody yeah. else, then yeah. let them let them get on with it. Yeah. As long as, you know, as long as you are respectful in my company, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's it's like that's that, but yeah. you, yeah. Ultimately, it's about acceptance. There's a base level of, of respect as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody should respect everybody's choices, yeah. career paths, everything else. Which is it's difficult, mm. and I think it's difficult when you see somebody's potential. That's a hard or, one. Yeah somebody's you know you like because i know we've had discussions about my projected yeah like idea trajectory for you you have one for your sisters yeah you have one for me i have one for myself yeah like and if i don't live up to yours you're gonna be disgruntled that's part of growing up Mm. and being like okay (laughs) she they they don't need to to do this they don't care they're gonna do what they want yeah and at the end of the day, if I'm being a nuisance and making somebody feel uncomfortable whilst I'm around them, then that's on me. Mm. And you I'm become the, the narcissist. I, well, that's it. <laughs> that everybody be, needs to get out. Am I the drama? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how we always turn things back <laughs> right. around? Joel always leaves going, I think I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <No. laughs> it's true. Like we, we are all well-rounded people and i think the sign of maturity is understanding when you need to do Mm. some amendments Mm. and i think it's like even doing this podcast Mm. has made us speak more oh yeah like and like doing the family you know preparing for this Mm. i spoke to leah and Tallulah, and it gets you talking about things Mm -hmm. you learn more you develop more so communication you know if you're looking for good like 
family dynamics, acceptance, communication is a big one. Talking about things. Communication is massive. Mm. For any relationship. You know, not everybody's lucky enough to even have that as as an avenue. Some people are shut down. Some people don't feel that they can communicate with and it's like i think you've said to me before oh my god you used to let me do this that the other but it's i kept i would give you my opinion on when Mm. i thought something was wrong yeah i didn't stop in and go you are forbidden yeah from doing that there was always a choice yes yeah that keeps the communication open yeah so that i know then that you can approach me yeah. With things. Because when you, you know, heavy handed as a parent, that leads to rebellion. If you say, oh, mm-hmm. don't do that, you know, that kid's going to do it, bitch. I always remember, <laughs> I my mum was really strict, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And she basically, my mum was really strict. So I would go to my friend's parents or I would stay at her house mm. and do whatever the hell I wanted. That's where I'd get drunk from. My mum didn't have a clue what I was doing. My mum thought I went to guides. I never went <laughs> to guides. I always remember. You were a rebellious I was. little girl. But that's because she was so strict. Yeah. I remember a time where I had told my mum that my friend Katie was going to guides. It was her guides thing that I always went to. Yeah. And we were camping out. The the idea was that we went and camped with loads of boys, loads of girls in a field, mm-hmm. got drunk. Yeah. yeah. I've, oh, I'll never forget this. I told my mum that this was happening. Mm. My mum went out and she bought me <laughs> a tent. She bought me a little stove. She bought me the, like, all the kit. All the trimmings. All the trimmings. That day, I went to the bus stop with my friend I left her at the bus stop. I went home because I felt so guilty. With all of you, tr- with all because I just couldn't do it to her because I felt so bad that she'd bought Believed me all you. this and she was so happy that I was doing something. And mm-hmm. um, oh my god, did I get a beating when I went home? Because she, <laughs> <laughs> she bought me all this stuff. Yes, fucking going to guys. Uh, no, my mum wouldn't have sworn. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. But it, I was like, what? You know, you can't do right for doing wrong. But no. it that was, I felt so guilty. But you, You'd got yourself in a pickle there. Yeah, but that was because she was unapproachable. That's the She thing. would have just said, you're not going, that's it. And I'd have been in my bedroom. I think there's a lot of parents that need to do a lot of looking in on themselves before and and siblings and mm. every, everybody in your family you yes need... what about parents cutting the kids off let's have a <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all towards parents I, some well, of your kids are shit that... <laughs> which one because it ain't this one. Oh no yeah. you. the golden balls <laughs> a lot of parents before they have kids they need to do some work on themselves mm. you shouldn't really be having kids when you are unaware of your issues that you bring into the table mm. and i think growing up with siblings there should always be that open channel of communication within the whole family there should be an undercurrent of light energy banter fun excitement like things shouldn't be mm. stale acceptance acceptance like you need to be able to allow your children to express themselves and feel comfortable enough to communicate with you 
I feel like if a family member or anybody can't respect your boundaries, can't communicate with you, then yeah, snip, snip, bitch. <laughs> Get in the fucking casket, bitch. And that brings us to our final thought. As you listen to my voice, you will feel obliged, obligated, compelled to subscribe, like, and share. Yeah, take it away, mum. Give us the final Our thought. family is a proverbial egg that we hatch from. Everything about who we are, both our nature and our nurture, comes from our family. But sometimes you can stray far away from your family. You may not talk to them for years at a time. We may feel that we have nothing in common with them. After all, we all grow in different ways. We may choose to run away from our roots because despite all efforts, they are too painful or toxic. And sometimes we find a stranger and learn to love them and they become our family. Oh, I love that. Cute. Yes. <laughs> I've got a lot of friends and family. Yeah. Blur the lines. Yeah, blur the lines. <laughs> do what you need to do to feel protected and safe and loved yes. and nurtured. Ultimately. Ultimately. Go and be fabulous, guys. Go and be fabulous, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>